We're going to spend four sessions on the necessity, that's session one, the nature, that's session two, the gift, that's session three, and the ground, that's session four, of loving God in Christ, or we could just say loving Jesus. The necessity of loving Jesus, the nature, what is this love, the gift, is it something you work up or something that is decisively given to you, the ground, where do you look in order for it to be stirred within you? That's what we're going to do now in the next four sessions. And in this one, we tackle the necessity, and I think it will become clear as we rush through 12 passages. And I feel okay about rushing because I know you can push the stop button or the pause button anytime you want to check out the context and see whether or not I'm applying these texts correctly. Let's pray for just a second. Father, show us the necessity of loving you. I know it feels like a burden at first, and then an increased impossibility when we see the nature of it, and then the glorious lifting of the burden as the gift becomes ours, and then we see the very practical, real, historical, present by the Holy Spirit ground of it all that makes it so obviously easy and right. Oh God, work this in us now in these next four sessions, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we go. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, And we're going to go from, from God to Christ. And we'll, I'll show you the transition uh, in the middle. We're going to move from loving God to loving Christ, because I think implicit in the first is also the second. He said to him, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment necessary. That's what I think commandment means there. It's necessary. Romans 8, 28. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. If you don't love God, you may not count on all things working together for your good. This promise, all things work together for your good, is for those who love God. It's necessary if you want this to come true for you. 1 Corinthians 2.9, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, God has prepared for those who love him. If you want to be in on the unimaginable preparations of God for his people in eternity, then you must love him. James 1.12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, and when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. This is not a special reward for high-ranking Christians. This is the crown of life, life, eternal life for all those who go to heaven. And who goes to heaven? Those who love God. James 2.5, 
Listen, my beloved brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? Heirs of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, that's heaven. You will be an heir of the kingdom if you love him. Now, I put these little three little dots here just to remind me that the next um, three or four slides make the case that if you love God, you'll love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, you'll love God because Jesus is very God of very God. So just a few passages to remind us. John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you? And still you do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So if you, if clearly, if you love God, you're going to love Jesus. How can you say, show us the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 1.14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Jesus, the Word of God, according to John 1, 1 through 3. The Word became flesh, this eternal Word, God of God, very God of very God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. If you love the Father, you will love the Son, because the glory of the Father shines in the Son. Hebrews 1, 3, Jesus, He, Christ, the Son of God, is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. So clearly, if you love God, you'll love the one who is the radiance of His glory. If you love God, you'll love the one who is the very exact imprint of His nature. One more. Then we got three dots to signal that we're going back to the necessity. Colossians 2, 9. For in him, in Jesus, in Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. So if you love the deity, if you love God, you will love the one in whom the fullness of deity dwells. So it's not surprising, surprising then just to find that Loving God is necessary, but that loving Jesus is necessary. For example, Ephesians 6.24, grace, these are the last verses of Ephesians, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. So grace is pronounced on those who love the Lord Jesus. And here's the opposite. 1 Corinthians 6.22, he closes the book. If anyone does not love the Lord, let him be accursed. That shows loving the Lord is necessary. Necessary if you're going to go to heaven, because that's the opposite of being cursed. Our Lord, come. We want him to come. We love his appearing which is the last verse I'll show you. This is 2 Timothy 
Henceforth there is laid up for me, Paul says, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, that last day of judgment, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. Because we love him, to love his appearing is to love the arrival of Jesus. So here's what I'm going to write as a summary. Um, If you want to have the pleasure of loving God forever in the age to come, in the kingdom, in heaven. If you, if you want to have the pleasure of loving God forever, if you want to be finally saved, if you want to be in heaven instead of in hell, it is necessary to love God, to love Christ. Now, so that's what I mean by necessity. The first, the first of our four sessions on necessity. Next time, nature. What is this love? What kind of love are we talking about here? How does it relate to faith? I thought we were saved by faith. Yes, we are. So what is this love? And then the gift nature of it, and then the ground of it. But for now, just know from 12 passages, it is indispensable, it is necessary, if we are going to have the pleasure of loving God forever.